Hi there, you're listening to the Estranged Heart Podcast, and I'm your host, Creed Revere. Welcome back to our returning listeners, and if this is your first time here, thank you for selecting this podcast to listen to. As we begin today's episode, I invite you to grab a cup of coffee or tea, settle in, and listen with an open heart. But first, the regular disclaimer. I am not a licensed therapist or counselor. Nothing within this podcast should be considered or taken as therapy. If you are in need of therapeutic support, such as counseling, please seek out a therapist near you. Hi there. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023, a brand spanking new year filled with possibilities and hopefully a lot of healing of relationships. I wanted to start off today's episode with a quick, um, a quick quote as a, a Happy New Year message. And that is, the seasons turn, the years turn, lives and civilizations turn. Today, the new year is a newborn. How will you choose to dress it, to feed it, to teach it, to protect it, and to learn from it? And that is by unknown. So today's episode is titled, What Makes Me an Estrangement and Reconciliation Expert? And before we start in with that, um, here are our normal quotes. The first one is by the butterfly effect. Tiny things have a huge impact. The second is, for last year's words belong to last year's language, and next year's words await another voice. And that is by T.S. Eliot. And the third and final is, do not move on to 2023 without letting go of something significant from 2022. An old idea habit, fear, or concern of ego. Let it go in order to free up space for something new and extraordinary to enter. And that is by Brendan Bruchard. So what I wanted to start off with today is the butterfly effect. And if you're not familiar with that, you can Google it it, and you'll find all sorts of different things. Um, But what, what, it sounds, I mean, it sounds a little ridiculous as a concept and it's not meant to be taken literally, um, but the butterfly um, effect metaphor is simply meant to demonstrate that little insignificant events can lead to significant results over time. And I think that that's important in the world of estrangement because little, quote unquote, little seemingly insignificant events, right, can be the way that all the different ways we parented our children that seemed really insignificant to us um, build up and have significant results over time. And, um, and I mean, that can apply to anything in life, right? So if you're not familiar with the butterfly effect, Google it, read about it, let me know your thoughts about it. Um, it really, it really does, um, I think it lends to the world of estrangement and how, um, you know, the little things can become big things. And that can be in a quote unquote negative way, meaning again, the insignificant ways that we parented then become a, a bigger issue down the road. It can also mean the little and seemingly insignificant changes that we can make as parents that end up being big, significant things down the road in a very positive way. So and can and um, help you end and re- um, reconciliation with your child. 
So what came about for me over the last couple of months of um, 2022 is I had um, numerous folks who inquired, you, you know, what, what makes you an, a, an expert in this? Why should I hire you as a coach? Um, and then I also received those types of questions in maybe not necessarily those words, but in ways similar to that um, via my support group online and um, my Zoom support group. And I think that it's, um, I wanted to just kind of clarify a little bit of, of what my process is so that people can understand a, um, what that coaching um, does and the results that it, it gets, um, as well as just my general take on estrangement, my general way of being in the world when it comes to estrangement and reconciliation. And so, I, you know, what, what sets me apart from the other experts in the field is that I am not a therapist. I think that all of us would agree that the experts that, are, that we know of in the field at this point in time, um, they are all licensed mental health therapists whether they're, they have a doctorate degree or a master's degree or whatever, they're some sort of um, mental health professional. And, um, and I am not. And I've never, I've never shied away from that. I've never pretended to be the, anything other than that. Um, but I wanted to, to kind of drill down on why I can say that I'm an, an estrangement and reconciliation expert. So, and it's interesting because I've had, I've also had um, moms who started off with me, um, maybe not necessarily as a, as a coaching client, but in one of my groups or following me on, on social media and have, you know, been um, less than supportive of, of my work because I wasn't, um, and am, I am not a licensed mental health therapist. Um, and claiming that I don't know what I'm talking about, who have since turned that opinion around and have, have come to me and said, you very much are uh, an estrangement expert, Creed, and I really appreciate the things that you do and, and the education that you're providing. So I just, I, I, I felt that it was important to, to bring that, this out into the open in 2023, um, to help others to understand what it is that I'm actually doing out here, right? I'm not, I'm not out here. This is not just, I'm out here just doing this thing for fun. Um, I take this very seriously. I do my homework. I spend an exorbitant amount of time learning on my own um, and have done that for decades. I mean, that's just part of who I am in general, but um and I think that helping others to understand how I've came to be where I am today might help you to understand um, a little more my perspective and, and begin to entertain an idea of doing things a little differently than maybe the way that they've always been done um, and to maybe get some different results. So what sets me apart? Number one, I'm a mom. Um, there are uh, several estrangement experts out there that are, that are dads and um, I think that while 
moms and dads, parents in general, experience grief and shame and the loss and the anger and the, all the emotions, um, no one will ever be able to convince me that both a mom and a dad look at their children from the same perspective. I just, I just don't believe that. And so I come at this because I am a mom. So that's number one. Number two, I have been an estranged mom. So, and not only have I been an estranged mom to one child, I have been an estranged mom to all of my children. I have two daughters and both of them estranged from me. So I know what it's like to have both of my children walk away from me and me be alone. Okay. Um, Third, I have been an estranged adult child. Anyone who's listened to this podcast for any length of time will know that I've talked about this. Um, I have been on both sides of the fence. Um, Number four, I am now a reconciled mom and a reconciled mom to all of my adult children. So we have been reconciled now for much longer than we were ever estranged. We were estranged. I was estranged from one daughter for one year and the other one almost two years. And we've been um, reconciled now for five and six years. So, um, again, something, something must be working in order to have remained reconciled for, for as long as we have. Um, number five, I've been uh, and am a reconciled adult child. I am in relationship with my mom and my dad, and um, we have healthy relationships. I know how to navigate those now in ways that I never knew before. And it has allowed us to experience rupture and then know how to repair those ruptures to continue to have healthy relationships with one another. So um, that is number five. And, um, you know, a following suit with that is some life experiences that I've had beyond estrangement. Um, I, because of the life experiences that I've had, I've been a police officer, I've been a gestational carrier, I have been a labor and birth doula um, for many decades, pregnancy, labor, and birth were like my jam. And so I dove in, as I do with anything in life, with a deep sense of curiosity and a desire and a, really, an, I don't... I don't know how to not be this way in the world. And that's to have that desire to learn more about why is something happening? Um, why is someone doing what they're doing? Why are they saying what they're saying? Why are they be behaving the way they're behaving? So on and so forth. So those, those experiences, those professional experiences led me to have some pretty significant and high quality observation skills. Um, So it helps me to see situations more clearly, more objectively, to be able to look beneath the surface um, and to begin questioning. And then that leads me to my sense of curiosity. And I talk about that often on this podcast and in my, my support groups and the work that I do, my workshops and so on and so forth is you have to have some curiosity. If you do not have curiosity, you are stuck in whatever place you are in. 
because without curiosity, we can't change. We have to wonder what it would be like to have some different result or to do things differently. And so therefore we have to have curiosity. So I have developed those observation skills and developed that sense of curiosity over decades um, throughout my professional life and, and, and my personal life. So also I have a very deep sense of compassion and empathy because I have walked in those shoes, because I have been an estranged mom, because I have been an estranged adult child. I know what it's like on both sides of that fence. And I help those folks who are estranged to begin when they have a sense of curiosity, begin to see things from the other person's perspective. Right? Because I've been there. I've been there. Many of our, um, the estrangement experts that we have today um, have either never been estranged themselves or they've been um, a father who's been estranged. Dr. Coleman is, is a, a dad who was once estranged from his daughter, um, which again lends to a very different perspective. Um, but he, to my knowledge, was never an estranged adult child. Um, a couple of the other experts out there um, have, have not been an estranged parent. They may have been estranged from other different family members, but not um, as an estranged parent or an estranged adult child. So there's, there are those pieces, or they've been the, an estranged adult child and not been the estranged parent. So kind of both, both places. Um, so there, there are those, those pieces. And then I think it's also important um, to talk about something, um, you know, in, in addition to all of that, again, I've been reconciled and I've, I've, have reconciled with my children and we've stayed reconciled. And I think that's really super important because so many times I see estrangements that where folks come back into reconciliation and then they go back into estrangement because they've not gotten to the, to the root of the problem, right? And healed those roots um, and, and made the, the, the root stronger and being able to withstand the storms that come through through life. If we look at the um, metaphor of a tree, right? Um, with broken and brutal and um, brittle roots, a tree will not withstand a lot of storms. Um, but with, with roots that are really, really grounded, um, big and strong and healthy roots, it can withstand a lot more. So there's that. And then I think the next piece that I want to talk about is something I've not talked about on this podcast. I've, I've personally struggled with this because um, I'm hyper aware of and very um, concerned with maintaining confidentiality and not disclosing stories that are not mine to disclose. Um, And so I want to honor that. At the same time, I feel it's important to let my listeners know where um, some roads kind of cross over with my story and someone else's story. And so while I will not get into details of this, um, I do want to share with you because I've also navigated these aspects of estrangement 
that a lot of parents, I think, look at me and go, oh, she just had some kids that were pissed off with her and, you know, they just stopped talking to her and now she, she thinks she's all that because she's back into reconciliation with them. Um, and that's not the case. So um, I have personally experienced with my children um, a mental health diagnosis. I have dealt with addictions and I have dealt with the gatekeeper. So I know what I speak of. I've experienced all of those things. I have navigated those waters as a parent. And it's not just that my estrangement was just because my kids were pissed off with me about a decision I made. I mean, it, it, it really has a lot to do with the same things that so many of you are experiencing and dealing with. And I've navigated this in ways that have healed me as an individual and which has in turn allowed me to accept my children as they are in the mo- in this moment. I don't have the shoulds. I don't have the, they ought to do it differently. I don't have the, I don't shame them. I don't, um, I, I don't speak derogatory uh, of them. I don't, I don't do any of those things. And, and that is in large part because of my own inner work that I have done through therapy, right? I've come to a place where I allow people to be as they are. It's just like with my, the estranged moms that I work with. There are estranged moms who come to me who say, you know what, just tell me what I got to do so I can get back into, have my kids back in my life. I just can't live without my kids. So just tell me what I got to do and I'll do it just so I can get this over with. And I'm like, I can't work with you. I won't work with you. If that's, if that's your approach, I'm not working with you because that does not work. I have seen what works. My approach is very different than the other, most all of the other um, estrangement experts. And because of that, I get different results. I get better results. I think it's commonly known that um, most of the world says that there's like a 40 to 50% chance of reconciliation once you're estranged um, as a parent with an estranged adult child. And I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be like that. My results that I'm getting with my coaching clients is 80 to 85% reconcile and then stay in reconciliation. And if they don't reconcile, they at least get a door that was permanently slammed shut before to open where there is some sort of... um, you know, acknowledgement, um, or the very beginnings of dialogue where before there was nothing. So I know what works. I know from my own personal experience. I know from my coaching clients and their experiences versus what others are doing in this field. And there is a significant difference. I come at this through the lens of trauma. So I look at Um, what is happening beneath the surface? What has happened in someone's life? And I know that the word trauma triggers a lot of parents. And I'm asking that you please try to get over that. 
I'm asking that you develop a little bit of curiosity to get beneath that feeling of I didn't or that desire to say I didn't traumatize my kid and you're thinking the whole time there's this it's you know war and genocide and you know significant childhood abuse and things like that I'm I'm asking you to set that aside for a second and to get beneath the surface of someone's feelings and emotions because all behaviors have a reason. There's a reason why people do the things that they do or don't do the things that they don't do. And that's what I, that's what I, the work that I do to get to is, is working on that, that trauma piece. Nine times out of 10, it's some sort of trauma that has happened to the child in their childhood. And it may not necessarily have come from you. It may have come from the other parent or a sibling or something along those lines. And you, But they felt that you didn't protect them or things like that. And so that's why they, they chose to estrange from you. So there's, there's varying degrees of it. And again, going back to the mental illness, the addiction, gatekeeper things, those, I look at that and I go, why did that happen? Why did they become an addict? And if you know anything about me, you'll know that I follow Dr. Gabor Mate's work. And that is when it comes to addiction, there's a reason why they, it's not why the addiction, but why the pain, right? And, and with, the, uh, with gatekeepers, I'm always asking, why are they not standing up to this person? Why did they choose this type of person as, as their spouse? And, and choose to stay in estrangement if they came from this loving home. Why, what, what's going on? There's something beneath the surface there, right? And same thing with mental illness. Mental illnesses don't generally come out of the blue. And I'm, I, you know, I know that some people will not agree with me on this, and that's okay. It's okay to have <laughs> differences of opinions. But I follow Dr. Gambor Matei's work, and his work indicates that mental illness and addictions come out of trauma. And so when we look at that and we can find the reason for the mental illness and the addiction, then we can come at it from a different perspective and one that is much more loving and kind instead of pointing the finger and judgmental and accusatory. So though, and because of all of that, we learn, my, my clients learn, um, and I had to learn to have a change in language. Um, and, and that led to changed behavior um, that showed up consistently and still shows up consistently five and six years later, as I've talked about, right? Which then helped to rebuild trust um, from my kids to being able to trust me emotionally, that I was going to be emotional, an emotionally safe place for them to be in. And um, that learning that ruptures will happen, it's in how you repair them is, is important. We are humans. We are going to make mistakes. Whether you're currently estranged, whether you're reconciled, whether you're never estranged, whatever the case may be, you're human, you're going to make mistakes. What's important is to know how to make the repair once the rupture happens. And that is what we're not taught. And that goes along the lines of conflict resolution, right? And so those are the things that I work with, with my coaching clients and helping them to find a, and navigate a different path 
to come back into a relationship with their adult children in a way that is healthy, that can shift their hearts, meaning the parent's heart, towards the child, and then transform that relationship, and then heal generations. Because this, this has, when a parent can do the changes that need to be done, it has a ripple out effect. And they remain consistent with that, those changes, right? They, they make the change and then they remain consistent with the change behaviors and things like that. It has a ripple out effect in every one of their relationships, not just with their adult children. And by default, we then begin to heal the world. And I know that that can sound a little, you know, a little on a woo-woo side kind of thing, but I'm here to tell you, it's transformed my life. All of my relationships, relationships I have with friends, relationships I have with employers, with colleagues, with neighbors, with, you know, any, the store clerk, I mean, everyone, it has changed everything. So I invite you to consider a little bit of what I said today when you're contemplating, how do I get out of estrangement? And whether you work with me or not as a, as a coaching client, I could care, I, I, I could care less. I'm, you know, if you want to work with me, I'd be honored to, to work with you and help you to navigate um, learning something new and different and to come back into reconciliation with your child. But if you don't, that's okay too. I, this is not as, you know, come work with me ad on this episode. I want you, what it is, is I want you to understand the difference in what I am trying to teach through this, through this podcast, through the work that I do, the, the work on social media, the work I do in my groups, the work I do with my coaching clients, is that there is a different approach out there than what, what is currently mainstream for the estrangement world. And that approach is getting results. And the kids are appreciating it. The parents are appreciating it, and it is really shifting relationships into really healthy and sustainable ways. And that's all I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to get curious about that. So with that in mind, I will close for today. And I will, in closing, take us back to the very beginning of this podcast when I talked about getting curious and having an open heart. The intro to this podcast, every podcast episode talks about listening with an open heart. And that's all I'm asking. And if you would like help doing that, reach out to me. I can be reached at theestrangedheart at gmail.com or you can find my website, theestrangedheart.com. Whatever your path is, take a path that brings you changes in healthy and loving ways so that you're able to be in relationship with the people that matter most to you. Until next time. This brings this episode to a close. I hope that this time together was time you feel well spent 
and that you are able to find some takeaway nuggets to help you on your journey, wherever you may be on your estrangement and reconciliation path. If you feel you've received something helpful or positive from this podcast, please consider following us, sharing this podcast with others, leaving a positive review, perhaps entertaining becoming a guest on our show, or following us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok under the same name, The Estranged Heart. As a reminder, there is an online support group on Facebook. If you are a estranged mom who identifies as being spiritual and approaches estrangement with a sense of curiosity rather than blame and judgment and desire to do inner self-work and reflection, please seek us out. We can be found at facebook.com backslash estranged mothers support group. And lastly, if you are an estranged parent or an estranged adult child and would like to have your story shared on the podcast anonymously or not, please reach out to me via email at theestrangedheart at gmail.com.